0: Chapter 40, Atlantic Ocean, still somewhere even closer to Florida. Thursday evening, 1695. The women gathered quietly in the hold, hidden behind casks of water, rum, and supplies. Aaron and Sebastian were the only men present, and stood to the back while Marcy moved to the fore, explaining calmly, Ladies, we have been deceived. Believe it or not, the pirates are not trustworthy and plan to sell us at the auctions in Tortuga. (laughs) The women gasped. Sebastian shrugged, contrite. Kit frowned at Genevieve, spitting. So there's your pirate Frank, eh? Nice lad. Genevieve lunged towards Kit and a brief, Ah. vicious catfight Uh. ensued. Ah. Marcy pulled the two girls apart slapping both pairs of hands from the other's hair. Stop it. We don't have time for this. This isn't Genevieve's fault. She had no way to know how evil Francois really was. Did you know he's not even French? Genevieve teared up again, shaking her head back and forth. No, he were French when I met him. All right to the king, he'll have Francois's head, the Duchess huffed. There is something we can do if we act now and use the element of surprise. Marcy rallied, stomping her foot as she peered out at the hopeful faces of the other women, knowing ideally this was the moment for a rousing speech. Something along the lines of a clear-eyes, full-hearts-can't-lose type message. But something as powerful as Texas Forever was hard to wing on the fly. Francois has been embezzling booty from his crew. Once they know this, there'll be no loyalty to him. Every raid, he takes almost half of everything before dividing what's left. Marcy conveniently omitted the part about being aware of the theft herself. Silence. She cleared her throat, throat) concluding, I refuse to be sold by one man to another man even once more. That's some bullshit right there, right? So are you with me, or what? They were not. Yet. (coughs) Sebastian stepped forward. She's right. I've had my suspicions about the missing booty as well. I mean, why wouldn't he? He already made us lie to you about Tortuga, where I'm sorry. Marcy is correct. You were to be auctioned. (gasps) See? They suck. I propose we stage a takeover of the ship, Marcy declared. Do you mean mutiny, Marcy? Genevieve tilted her head. No, no, I... That's such an ugly word, isn't it? I'm talking about assuming control of the ship. Against the crew's will, of course. More like a hostile rebranding. So it's a mutiny, then, Millicent struggled to clarify. Not so much a mutiny as a reshaping of the ship's key personnel, Marcy supplied. Some streamlining of management. Kit turned to the group. So it's a mutiny, everyone. That's what she's trying to say. And Francois, Genevieve whispered in a small voice. He'll be fired, Marcy promised. Everyone gasped. So we'll hang him. Then we'll burn him alive. Kit explained bluntly. Just like Marcy said. (laughs) Yeah, everyone cheered. No, Marcy ordered over the din. Let's just do the mutiny and then we'll gently set Francois adrift. No one has to die in front of us today. Seize him, Juana ordered imperiously as the newly formed mob clambered out of the hold and stormed en masse to Francois's slightly ajar door where Aaron kicked it open with a crash. Would this man never learn? The ship's idle crew drawn by the dramatic ruckus in the dull quiet of the early evening, gathered mouths agape to better hear what was happening. Liar, Genevieve shouted. String him up, Millicent goaded the others. You're a monster, Francois. The duchess wagged her finger as Francois leapt from atop his mattress, pulling the sheet around his waist, shirtless and (laughs) defiant, as Philip shrieked cowering half-dressed behind his lover, his hands shielding his face. What is this? François demanded, his accent British once again. You lie, Aaron stated quietly. His arms crossed as he glared judgmentally down at François. No, you lie. About what? What's all this about then? François raised his eyebrows. No, François, you lie, Genevieve shouted, her eyes filling with tears. You were never taking me with you. You were never going to send the other women home. He's going to sell us, Kit supplied bitterly, in Tortuga. The crew fidgeted but didn't comment here. And there was never going to be an August birthday party pig roast. That was just an excuse for all the stolen booty. Marcy glanced over her shoulder to see the crew's puzzled gaze. Birthday party, the crew perked up, another wistfully repeating, Pig roast? Yes, another lie, Marcy pointed to Francois. Not only is he a piss-poor pirate, your Capitan here stole from you, claiming a greater portion of every prize which he hid away, lying to me, the accountant, about how to account it. I imagine he did the same to Marcos before he killed him to cover his crimes. The crew gasped in shock. At the accusation then nodded bitterly, recognizing the truth of it. her, Francois ordered with a pointed look, yet they hesitated. Where's this stolen, stolen treasure then? The helmsman shouted from the rear. Marcy caught Philip's eyes dart to the chest in the corner and walked instinctually towards it, bending to study it before opening the lid with a dramatic flourish. Disappointed to find a stack of ruffled white shirts and a few dyed feathers. The crew and the women, now crowding fully into Francois's cabin, groaned in disappointment and eyed Marcy menacingly, their feet shifting in indecision as Francois shouted, Arrest these tramps and tie them in the hold with the rum, you morons! Wait, Marcy raised her hand, squatting down to run the other across the floor, beneath the chest until she found what she sought. "'Move this, please, Aaron,' she requested. Aaron shuffled forward, lifting the chest away to reveal a very small break in the wood planking concealed beneath it. First knocking on the wood and seeming satisfied, it sounded hollow. Marcy lifted the loose plank, sighing victoriously as she hefted out an overstuffed sack of jewels and coins to applause and exclamations of shock from the crew. Francois dropped his sheet and bolted from the room, making it only as far as the narrow hallway before being tackled by Kit. Genevieve knelt to look him in the eye, drawing her hand back and slapping her Frankie square across the snout as Marcy waxed on. And not only that, he's not even a very good pirate. You guys are just sailing in circles and pillaging low-rent shipwrecks, very inefficiently, I might add. You could be making a lot more money. The hardened pirates nodded curiously in agreement, eyeing Francois with bared teeth. But I did it for you! For the birthdays! Francois shouted, the men dragging him to the dinghy where he was unceremoniously set adrift. Stop this! Stop this now! Guys, come on! Mates! We're mates, aren't we? Guys! Philip shook free from his restraints throwing himself over the side of the ship with a dramatic wail, then dog-paddling to the dinghy where he pulled himself aboard and flopped upon the sole bench next to Francois, dripping and forlorn. Francois's curses fading as the dinghy floated away. I have to remind you, Genevieve turned to Marcy, but to sail this ship, you're going to need a plan. And a new captain. Marcy stepped forward. Raising her hands up. Oh, oh, me! Me! I mean, call me crazy, but I really think this is something I can do. I don't know why, I just know. Well, maybe I'm mad too, but I can help navigate, Genevieve added, stepping to Marcy's side. Kit laughed bodily, stepping forward with a wink. I think we all know what I'm good at, but I'm into whatever you need, Marcy. This is crazy. Aaron blushed and stepped forward to indicate his support. But that's life, isn't it? I'm in. Sebastian chuckled. Well then, long live crazy. No, wait, hmm, hmm, let's see. Bowing to Marcy, he declared passionately, Long live Mad Marcy Finkel, my captain. Everyone joined the cheer. Long live... Mad Marcy Finkel. Well now, who saw that coming? Long live Mad Marcy Finkel indeed.